Welcome to the Jisco Bike Podcast. I'm your host, TJ Jeskowitz from Ragbri. And I'm Mark Wyatt from the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. This is that podcast where we talk about bicycles just for the fun of it. There's going to be tales from bicycling across the nation, and we're going to be joined by guests each week to talk about the social side of cycling. So come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. All right. So here we go with episode 31. We're getting down to the end of summer. The unofficial end of summer happens to be about Labor Day. And uh-huh. one of the interesting things that, you know, you start to see people kind of hang up their bikes, and I just don't get it because not so i can't think of a better time to be out on your bike what about you mark you know it is a perfect time and and the leaves are just starting to change they haven't started falling yet so it's not going to be slippery which is good i got out and did some single track last weekend over in vinton brand Mm. new uh, mountain bike course set up over there and matt fippen who's one of our friends he does the pre-ride with us from Shields is one of the big people. Matt Fippen and Matt Bogus are both involved in that and, and probably countless other people that I don't know their names. It's really a great little course that they have out there. And I say little, but you can spend an hour or two out there because it kind of winds and twists. And, and uh, we put in about six miles of fun. You can hit a couple mountain bike trails out there and it's, it's a good time. Hey, sounds like a lot of fun. So are you geared up? Are you geared up for Jingle Cross? Are you ready after I, last week? I week's am. You know, um, just been doing a little bit of reading about the event coming up. I think we're what just just a couple of weeks off now, and it's uh, yeah. coming up quick. Uh, obviously, you know the start of football season, which is which is the fall, and obviously it's a home game weekend for for the Iowa Hawks. So uh, lots right. of excitement will be around Ooh. Iowa City as they host the World Cup of Cyclocross again. This the Jingle Cross week that has been moved up just to accommodate that so real excited i look forward to going over to iowa city and i know they've got some 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 kind of big name cyclists that are also going to be involved in the event you hear about that yeah uh hincappy yeah you know that's that's a big name there tim johnson that's another big yeah. name this is uh and of course it, you know jason mccartney who is a big name and and a really great guy Uh, you know you're gonna see out jason out there swinging a hammer and and setting up barricades and he's a worker bee out there and that's you know that's that's kind of the story of jason mccartney he's just a just a hard worker and that's that's pretty cool that's great to hear and (laughs) and hopefully we get some great weather like we've been having so far for for this event that's coming up uh, if you've never been out to a cross race, you really do need to give this one a shot because, I mean, this is the ultimate. This is the best in the yeah. world that are racing. I mean, this is not amateur night or anything like that. But but the fun factor out there is off the charts. And yeah. even if you know nothing about cyclocross or don't own a cyclocross bike, you can still go out there and just have a, have a great time cheering on all the riders that that are going over this course. And so I, I really look forward to this event. So the two nights, we got two nights of Musco lighting up the place. Uh, Friday awesome. and Saturday, from what I understand. I just saw that on the Jingle Cross website. And then a little event called Gears and Beers, which sounds like a, a beer mm. uh, festival at the event. Um, and you get the best in the world for cyclocross racing 
And uh, no matter what the weather conditions are, so let's let's pray for a little rain and mud because that makes it even <laughs> more fun. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Mount Crumpet yeah. in the mud sounds like a sounds like a winning combination. Uh, anything gears and beers. Hey, what another great combination. So, hey, yeah. can't wait for that. And again, Iowa City, and that's one of our our, our sponsors here at the Just Go Bike Podcast, the Iowa City mm-hmm. Coralville Convention Visitor Bureau. And so they help bring that event back. So, hey, good luck to to John Meehan and, and the gang that are putting on that event. Uh, just wish them all the best with a, with a fantastic event. Yeah, you know, I I shouldn't fail to mention our. Our two Parrot Talk correspondents, Kathy Murphy and Andrea Parrot, um, are hosting Draft for People for Bikes, oh, uh, which awesome. is a business bites, bikes and networking event. That's September 14th, so the put the Thursday before Jingle Cross. Hmm. That's that's perfect timing. So uh, if you come out to Corville to Fuzzy's Tacos, if you're coming in a little early for, for uh, Jingle Cross, it's going to be a pretty good party there, too. So, so making an extended weekend, is that what you're saying, Mark? I think you just need to burn a little vacation time <laughs> is what I'm saying. No, comp so. time, you've been building up working weekends. Now it's time to take a big one off. Yeah, that sounds That's kind of work, isn't it? You said business involved with biking and, Absolutely. and, and, and tacos. I like tacos. So yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Well, good. Well, I, I know on this show we've got we've got lots of good stuff coming up. I I sat down with a couple of good good buddies of ours. I sat down with Sergeant Brad Cress and Trooper Mike Messerich from the Iowa State Patrol and Brad's uh, from the Des Moines Police Department, and they form kind of the heart and soul of the Iowa Cops team. And we've had a chance to ride with those guys. You're friends with those gentlemen, aren't you? Yeah, they're great riders, and and you know it, it's nice to have uh, law enforcement officials like that that are, that are bicyclists and working hard for bicycling and doing their job, and and it's uh, it's nice to talk to the, to somebody in that field that uh, you know really gives a darn about bicycling, and and uh, yeah, they, and in addition, they they work hard for law enforcement and trying to remember uh, law enforcement that uh, were killed in the line of duty, so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, they, that's good. They basically ride for those who died and while wearing the uniform. So we love seeing, you know, different teams like that that ride with a purpose. And, and this one just epitomizes that riding with a purpose, as well as having a good time out there. So make sure you listen on this week's edition of the Just Go Bike Podcast. Hey, this is TJ Jeskowitz from Ragbri and the Jesco Bike Podcast, and I've got a couple special guests with me this morning, and we've got Sergeant Brad Cress from the Des Moines Police Department and Trooper Mike Messerich from the Iowa State Patrol. Uh, those two gentlemen also ride on our team, Iowa Cops, and basically the, the whole point of Iowa Cops is recognizing and honoring the extraordinary contributions of law enforcement officers have died in the line of duty and their motto is we ride for those who died and a special team for ragbri they've been honored in the past they were a ride right team this year we worked a lot with them especially in the charles city event when we did the law enforcement appreciation day um but just a bunch of great guys that like to ride bikes as well as as serving citizens in our great state and on ragbri so welcome guys how you doing today doing good thank you for having us here 
Thank you. All right. Well, first of all, I'd like to offer Mike congratulations. They they welcomed a new uh, baby this year. Your first one, I, I assume. Yes, it was. It's a big change for us. <laughs> and and you had to miss Ragbri, which I'm sure would have been tough. But I think that's a good excuse for missing Ragbri. It was a very good excuse. Okay, it's baby's great. doing well, very well, and your wife's doing well. Yeah. I would assume. All right, awesome. Um, but. Obviously, RAGBRAI has been important to the Iowa Cops team. Um, who wants to give a little history? I think 2012 is, is when the team started up. So wh- what what was the impetus of starting up a cycling team for Iowa Cops? Well, Iowa Cops is it's a nonprofit organization that's um, developed to help support the families and coworkers of officers killed in the line of duty. And part of that is raising awareness and ensuring these uh, fallen officers are, are never forgotten. So in 2012, some of us got together and had this idea of getting a bike team together to go out and participate in Ragged Ride right across the state of Iowa and show the thousands of other riders out there the history of these, uh, show them the, the stories of Iowa cops and share the stories of these fallen officers. And Ragged Ride is just a tremendous organization or an event and there's no better way to partake and make sure these uh, fallen officers are never forgotten by being out there with these 20, 30,000 riders some days. And since we started back in 2012, the team has really expanded, um, getting more awareness. Um, when we first started, it's kind of unknown what the organization did because it's just starting at that time. And since then, it's uh, great when we go out there on the route and people are like, hey, Iowa cops, you know, do you have some more blue ribbons for us? You know, share our stories. We're, you know, get a chance to visit with the, the families of these fallen officers along the route. Sometimes we visit the cemeteries, the, the police departments and stuff, just to make sure that those families, those departments know that their officer is never forgotten. We often say that, that rag ride is more than just a bike ride, and you guys take that at heart. When you're, you know, everyone else is maybe, you know, sweating up a hill and stopping to get a pork chop, and you're you're going off to see, you know, one of your fallen peers and their families. And I, I don't think, um, you know, words can express how important those types of things are to the, the whole culture of RAGBRAI. It's more than just a bike ride. It's it's doing those types of things and, and just remembering these officers when you could have been sitting under a tree catching a nap or, you know, eating a pork chop or an ear of corn. So, you know, thank you for doing those things. I'm from a law enforcement family. My youngest brother's um, a captain down in Fort Lauderdale, so I, I have a little idea of what the law enforcement family is all about. It's just a great thing, and, and we're proud to have you on RAGBRAI. And um, Brad, what's your story? How'd you get involved in this team, and how long you've been working with them? It started back in 2011 um, when the idea was thought up to bring the team and RAGBRAI together. Um, I received a call from the president at the time, Melissa Wissink, and she's the widow of a former Des Moines officer, and she gave me the idea. She knew I loved to ride bike. She said, we were thinking about doing this, and I said, I'm in. Day one, what do I need to do? And so we started raising money and raising funds to go towards the team and to assist in sending families to Washington, D.C. for the law enforcement memorial. And that's really where it started and and began to grow and to be able to bring honor to the organization and to honor the officers that have given the ultimate sacrifice. That's what it's all about. And for us, it always starts day one. Um, 
we bring our notebooks and our paper to the announcement party and as soon as you start announcing we start researching where we're going to go um the departments that have been affected by law enforcement line of duty deaths and we start to reach out to those and let them know we're going to be in the area and what can we do for you unfortunately that list is fairly large of the officers that we've we've lost in this this time um you know kind of crazy times out there and you know it really hits home when you have people from your own department or obviously from state patrol that you've lost in line of duty and you know i'm glad there's people there to support those those families that have made that ultimate sacrifice so the riding team today, how is it made up? I mean, you guys are obviously from State Patrol and Des Moines, Des Moines PD. I mean, give us a scope of where these people come from that are that are riding in the blue. We uh, our team is made up of a variety of uh, individuals from the law enforcement community. Uh, we have the State Patrol, um, local, city, county jurisdictions, along with some of the dispatchers. Um, each year it varies who's on the team. This year we were joined by an officer from Minneapolis Police Department, came down. I uh, also had a rider from uh, New York Police Department came over. Um, some years we have um, individuals from uh, the fire departments, uh, EMS, because we all work closely together in the, in the field. They come together to honor the law enforcement community as well. Yeah, each year it's kind of evolving. One thing we're always honored and privileged to have on our team are the, the families of these fallen officers. Uh, this year we had a sister-in-law of a fallen officer on the team with us this year. And we are very open um, to them joining on whenever they can and helping them through the route. And we're really open to anyone in the law enforcement community that wants to come join the team and participate and, and achieve our team mission and make sure these fallen officers are never forgotten. Great. And obviously when you're wearing the uniform out there, the bike uniform I'm talking, um, there's other officers on the ride. You have lots of people that come up and recognize you and just, just ride with you for a mile or two and just chat? You do. Um, there's been numerous times where you're riding along and all of a sudden you feel a hand on your back. And they'll say, brother, I'm from so-and-so. And I've been with them for this long. It's awesome to have you out here. Um, that's how we met one of our our riders from New York Police Department. We were riding along and I just happened to see the kit he was wearing that day and it said NYPD. So I hollered out to him, hey NYPD, we got your back. And he started riding with us and that was in 2012. And he joined us the next year and has been with the team every year since. Matter of fact, he retired in November of last year and moved to Iowa and Right, Bright was a big part of that. He loves to ride the bike. Um, Tom is is part of the team and part of Iowa now. Yep. He's moved out here, and I met Tom this this summer. You know, I mean, you can't mistake that accent. Oh I mean, no! So, no good to hear. Um, you know, Iowa's a, a neat, welcoming place, and you know, we'll certainly take New York's finest over here as well. Definitely. Well, good. Have any good stories, Mike, of people you've ridden with uh, that have come up? come up ridden alongside you i could think of countless stories it's amazing who will come up beside you and when you're out there riding the route you know you're amongst a lot of amazing people and you get so many people that come up and start sharing stories of their family that are in law enforcement and the ones that come up to you and they start talking about how they lost a, f a family member in the line of duty you know from another state 
Um, and they're just honored to see that we're putting such an effort forward to ensure that these fallen officers are never forgotten. And like I said earlier, part of what we do is we meet up with these families and when they come out and see the team, their reaction just kind of drives home what we're doing. You know, they get a chance to see we're out there. They get to see the flag we're carrying with their loved one's photo on it, the name, and know we're out there sharing their loved one's story just so their memory's never forgotten. And I think it's those meetings with those families and especially when you see the children that come out and sometimes we'll get the, the kids on the bike with us ride for a short time and just seeing their faces and the true appreciation of what we're doing and just, again, drives home the team's mission that we're making sure their loved one's never forgotten. So each year someone carries, or team members carry a, a white flag to remember a fallen officer. Do you ride with the same flag every year or do you switch it up uh, occasionally or how does that work? Is it preference of the team member? Each team member is allowed to choose what officer they want to honor that year. And if they don't have a preference, we will look across the whole route, identify the fallen officers in each county we're going through, um, and then allow them to pick from that list. If there's, like this year, there was a lot of officers in the counties we rode through that we honored. Um, we had some riders carry extra flags just to make sure we could honor all of them this year. Unfortunately, it's, it's not a good thing to have too many people there so hopefully that'll stem um you know obviously you do a great job on on the road protecting our citizens here um i also want to point out without the support of law enforcement throughout the entire state from state patrol to you know down to city police officers you know county sheriffs etc it's amazing that w what they can do to keep this ride safe and uh if they don't get thanked enough they they should be every time you go through that intersection of you know, stopping cars and trucks and, and getting from basically river to river. So without everyone working together, that doesn't get accomplished. So thank you and your peers for, for getting us safely across the state each and every year. And that's one of the things that we try to to show the rest of the riders is when we go through an intersection or when we approach any law enforcement officer, that you'll hear the team thank them and usually we'll stop and take a picture with them and thank them for their help. Because like you said, without them and, and without their support, um, the ride wouldn't be near what it is today. Great. Well, we're seeing other things that are happening, great things in law enforcement. I saw an article from Iowa City where the police department there uh, brought out some kids to ride a day of RAGBRAI. I mean, there's lots of great educational programs that you guys have done. Obviously, with the start of school, you know, a lot of kids out there riding bicycles. Any, any words to motorists with all those people riding bikes out there today? Take an extra second, look around, make sure you're paying attention. Um, it is a great opportunity to go to the schools and stuff and work with kids and, and encourage them how to ride properly, make sure they're wearing their helmet. But the same goes with the motorists. Make sure you're taking an extra second to look at the crosswalks, make sure you're seeing if those kids are coming. Um, it's that time of year, you know, school's back in session, a lot more pedestrians out there, kids walking, riding their bikes to school. So just take time. Um, we're all trying to get somewhere you know, during the day, so just take that extra second to make sure everybody gets there safely. Okay. We try to preach it not only to the motorists but also the the people on the bike that it's their responsibility also to ride right um follow the law do the right thing make sure you get there in one piece great so you've been riding as a team since 2012 uh, how long have you been riding bikes mike 
I actually, the first time I actually got a road bike was in 2011 to prepare for Ragbri. Otherwise, um, for years before that, I was riding a mountain bike. But my first experience on a road bike was for Ragbri. And ever since, I hung the mountain bike up, and I've been on road bike ever since. Yeah. Pretty addictive, isn't it? It's very addictive. <laughs> Good. How about you, Brad? I've been, I grew up in rural Iowa. And growing up anywhere you wanted to go, you, when you're too young to drive, you got on a bike and, and went. And so I've been on a bike for seems like forever but really about 2008 was when I started up and really started to get after it again and I've used it to stay in shape and and a release from from the metro area a good way to get away from the job and and to get away from any stress it's a, it's an amazing tool good so if there's other officers out there that want to get involved in your team what advice can you give them uh, reach out to us, um, iowacops.org, our website. We have a contact link. We've actually already started getting flooded with emails of people wanting to join next year, uh, seeing how they can get involved. So if you reach out through the website, uh, they'll get in contact with us, and we'll start getting them in the right direction to join on next year. Okay. We'll make sure we publicize that, those web links to anyone that wants to ride with you. We'll certainly point, point them in the right direction. Again, you got a good thing going, so let's keep it going. Um, one last question that I'm going to have. I, I know it's it's you're got some serious business to attend to out there, as well as you got to nurse yourself. So we ask everyone that comes on this podcast, what is your favorite kind of pie? So Mike, if you come up to the pie stand, what's your go-to pie? Pecan pie. I Pe- got to have it. Pecan. So I'm from the south. Sometimes pecan, pecan. Would it, either's good for you? Either's good. All right, Brad. I'm not your prototypical guy on rag brand. I'm not a pie guy. And I'm lactose intolerant, so I can't even stop by Beekman's and enjoy the ice cream. So my go-to is always, if you stop it at an Amish pie stop, they also have the most incredible cinnamon rolls. And I'll down my, my share of cinnamon rolls. Awesome. Awesome. So any words of wisdom to people that are thinking about, you know, getting into cycling? I mean, as, as officers in, in this great state, uh, any words of wisdom? we got a lot of people that, you know, might have, might have you know, hear this podcast that are an officer that, hey, they might say, you know, I rode a mountain bike a little bit uh, last year. Any words of, of wisdom to them? Don't hesitate. Um, there's plenty of people out there you can get a hold of if you need any advice. Take a chance. Get on the bike. Once you do, you'll love it. Um, there's many reasons to ride. It's a great pastime. And once you try Ragbri, you'll be hooked on it. It's an, an amazing experience. And like I said, that's what got me to the road bike. And once I got on it, I can't can't step away from it. It's great. Great. A lot of people are intimidated by the distance. They think four to 500 miles. I can't do it. What I always tell everybody is don't think about it as a 65-mile day or a 75-mile day. Think of it as a bunch of 15 to 25 mile rides and you ride at your own pace. It's not a ride or it's not a race. It's a ride. Make it that 15, 25 miles, take a break, get on and get after it again. Before you know it, the day's over, the week's over and you can't wait for it to start again. Hey, great advice guys. Well, we're going to probably see you guys at the ride announcement party. I know we always see you there. And I think it's January 27th this year. We'll put out the Ragbrite 46 route, which will be uh, held, obviously, July 2018. So no matter where it's going to be, I know you guys are going to be there with with your your friends, family members, et cetera, um, riding across the state of Iowa, honoring those that wish 
you, you wish they could be there with you. So thanks. Keep up the good work, guys, and we'll see you down the road. Thank, Thank you, you a lot. Greetings from the Parrot's Nest. This is Andrea the Parrot, and this is Parrot Talk. Um, today, I thought I would talk to you about something I recently saw on Netflix because I'm sure you all are very interested about my crappy taste in TV and movies that I watch on Netflix. But no, seriously, I watched a documentary called Icarus on Netflix. Um, it's been around a couple weeks now, so you may have seen it. But if you haven't, I would highly recommend it. Um, go find it. If you don't have Netflix, go find a friend who has Netflix and check it out. Um, the basic premise is that this guy, Brian Fogel, is an amateur bike racer, and he is going to try taking doping and um, see if he can fly under the radar and get away with it. So he starts out by laying down a baseline by doing this amateur cycling race that he's been training for for a long time called the Haute Route. Sorry if my French is awful. Um, and so he gets a baseline test there. And so he d completes the route. I think he finishes like 15th or something, which is awesome already. So he's a great cyclist to start with. Um, but he notices that people in the top tiers have just some certain edge that he is unable to attain, like a certain amount of monstrosity in cycling that is just seems inhuman. So he goes around to different doctors in the U.S. and tries to get help um, figuring out how do you dope? Because like, I have no idea how, what medicines you would take, how much, when, whatever. Um, and obviously no one wants to help him. So he ends up getting connected with this Russian doctor named Grigory Rodchenkov, who is the head of the um, testing lab for Olympic sports in Russia. And he helps Brian come up with a training plan and a regimen for drugs. Then Brian takes that information and gets talks to an anti-aging doctor in the US who is able to give him all the prescriptions for the testosterone and all this other crap that he needs to put in his body. Um, and you get some pretty graphic shots of Brian injecting himself with these drugs and like dealing with the effects of the drugs. And eventually it all culminates in him riding the hoot route again. Um, again, sorry about my French. <laughs> it sounds like um, something that an owl would do, the hoot route. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know what I mean? Just Google it. Fine. Um, so he completes that, and I won't tell you exactly how it turns out, but this is the turning point when he goes to, he actually goes to Russia to discuss the results with Gregory. And this is the point at which the whole documentary flips on its head and some strings get unraveled. Um, and Brian stumbles upon this massive controversy of um, a hugely organized doping ring in Russia. Um, and it totally blows up into an international controversy right before the Rio Olympics. And you may have heard of some of the fallout for this, but it goes into really extreme depth and it gets really personal and some people get knocked off, I mean killed, um, and it is just insane. So it just takes it to a whole nother level of like espionage, like not quite James Bondy, but like international uh, conspiracy in a way. Um, and it kind of takes the doping debate beyond the personal level of like, should you, shouldn't you, um, is it fair, to why would you help someone dope? And why would you go through with it when you know it could harm your career when obviously hundreds of people are helping athletes do this? And how do you pull it off? And how is this huge international agency 
the World Anti-Doping Agency or WADA, how are you pulling it off underneath their noses, basically? And um, it's just really intriguing to take the sort of overplayed doping debate to a different place and kind of discuss it from a different angle. And it really provides some insight as to why people would be doing this stuff. And it's just interesting how it all blows up from just this simple documentary about what it's like to actually take cycling drugs to um, a global conspiracy. So the documentary premiered at Sundance this earlier this year, and it was one of the largest deals that Netflix has ever made for a nonfiction film, something like $5 million to obtain this film. So it's really hot, really controversial, um, and it's definitely creating a lot of buzz. Um, if you are really interested in being surprised at what happens and you don't already know, I would suggest not Googling it until after you read it because pretty much every article that talks about it lays out exactly what happens. So I'm not going to get any more into what happens because I really enjoyed the surprise myself. Um, but um, yeah, I would definitely recommend it and go out and watch it. Um, so that's it for today's Parrot Talk. If you want to talk about the documentary after you've already watched it, um, send me a message on Twitter, Andrea underscore Ragbri. I would love to talk to you about it. Um, if you have any questions that you'd like to talk about or any other topics or any other um, awesome TVs, shows, or movies that you'd like me to watch or talk about, um, you can get a hold of us at Just Go Bike on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can send us an email at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com. Um, it's great, been great talking to you about what kind of TV shows I love because um, probably it's the only one that's interesting to literally anyone else. So anyway, I hope you have a great day. Brap. Okay, we've come to the end of another edition of the Just Go Bike podcast. That's episode 31 down and plenty more to come. Who's the show brought to you by, Mark? This show is made possible by Think Iowa City and its curious surrounding communities. Don't forget to come out to Jingle Cross on September 15th through the 17th. And then the Grand Gable Fonda, October 1st. That's a Sunday. Bikes to You from Grinnell, one of the best bike shops and a rag price charter. Visit Bikes to You for your bicycling needs. Finally, Primal Wear, great Denver company that's making uh, custom bike shorts, jerseys, apparel, anything you're really looking for to wear while you're bicycling. Primal Wear is your place to go. You can find our show notes at justgobike.net. What do you want to talk about on this show? Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at justgobike. Be sure to subscribe to the Just Go Bike podcast and join us next week for more. Yes, we certainly will have more. So, like I said earlier on the show, come on. It's it's just late summer. Plenty of biking left in your, your bike year. So, let's get out and ride. So, I'm going to leave you with this thought. Don't ride a bike to add days to your life. Ride a bike to add life to your days. Just get out there and bike. Thanks again for listening. Let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review. They really help us out a lot and help others find the show. 
For more information, check out justgobike.net. The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer. Brian Powers is the show's producer, and the Just Go Bike podcast is brought to you by the Des Moines Register, a part of the USA Today Network.